Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally, navigating Lieutenant Light Logger, Bayfield Brewing Company. And today, I am so excited to have on a 42-year-old from Durham, Ontario, Canada. His hockey journey took him to Canada, the USA, Austria, and England, a seventh-round draft pick of the Dallas Stars, a staple of the Oshawa Generals. Laced up for over 500 games in the AHL and IHL combined, amassing 824 penalty minutes. And is an ACH champion with the Dundas Real McCoys, not to be mistaken with the fake McCoys, and played four NHL games with the Dallas Stars. But he is best known for over 200 games played and counting. 13 seasons with the Durham Thundercats, where he is still playing the research team saw. He's a point-of-game player in 2021. <laughs> Welcome to the pod, Jeff McMillan. Well, thanks for having me, Wally. I'm looking forward to catching up with you. Seriously, yeah, man. And uh, how I get into this is how we know each other. And uh, I guess we met in uh, Syracuse, New York, right? That's right. You uh, you came right at the end of the one year there, I think. Like, uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. You were there maybe for a month or something like that. Yeah, probably about a month. I think they. I think it says I played six games. I probably healthy scratched at least that many. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was Welcome one of the young role. punks out of college trying to steal your jobs, right? And you were. I think were you a vet at that point? Oh yeah, that was. Uh, I think that was my last year in the American League. Nope. That was, that was the tail end. That was my, oh, my yeah, you're right. down show. You're right. That is your last year. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was a young punk, didn't know what was going on. And uh, well, sir, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast, the main reason is because you were one of the nice guys. And like, I realize you're from a small town in Ontario now, but like when you get to the AHL and you're out of school and like, there's only so many guys that like come up and are nice to you. And like, you invited me to uh, one of the Blue Jays AAA games, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was big for us. They, uh, cause they started maybe with about, well, it would be like April or something like that. And our radio guy there used to get us tickets. It was awesome. It was fun it was to awesome. get out of the game and yeah. catch an early game and have a hot dog and a beer and take it all in. Now the boys are having protein shakes and foam rolling. <laughs> <laughs> the game's changed. It's gone wrong. Uh, but uh, I, it was fun. And we would go see guys that would then be on the Blue Jays, like the, like, that year a couple of years later yeah it was good it was uh i kind of wish i would have did that more it's uh yeah, i wish i would have got out of the house more as a hockey player too um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other way we know each other after that was a very brief stint together but that's how i knew you 
<laughs> and then the next time we saw each other was uh, one of my first games for the Ripley Wolves. I came out for the warm-ups, and I look across the ice. <laughs> there you are. And you said, what are you doing here? And I said, what are you doing here? Oh, <laughs> uh, I had a reason to be there. It was my hometown. I thought, what in the hell is Wally doing playing in Ripley of all places? But yeah. little did I know, I guess you'd moved to Kincardine, and here we are. Yeah, all set up shop here, man, and uh, met some great dudes on the Wolves. And uh, anyways, we then what happened then from there is we had some battles. We played like we were old men, like we weren't getting paid. We were playing for free and you were a bit of a meanie weenie out there. Well, it's because you're too small and you're skating around me and making things hard on me. I didn't like it. I'm too old for that. I rip, I actually, I'm going to call you out on this right now, right here on the uh-huh. pod. We're playing voluntarily senior A. I know it's the best of seven. I know it's the playoffs, but like we're away from the play. I'm nowhere near the puck Mac. And you just flatten me, just cross check me from behind. I face plant right in the ice. Do you remember this? Sorry, is that- but it's probably because of something you did earlier in the shift. So you deserved it. I'm sure <laughs> I wouldn't just do it for no reason. <laughs> oh, I remember the time when, uh, you were trying to back check on me, so then I cut into the And middle. you held my stick, and I got a penalty. God, that pissed me off, too. See? Well, then after All the game. Even. Yeah, then we went up after the game and had a beer and chatted about it. You're like, you played that, ref. I'm like, I know that was the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but those battles were fun, even though it was for free, and we were injuring ourselves and having to go to work the next day, eh? It's funny when you when you say you played for free, but you get into the game, and for whatever reason, it doesn't matter what what level it is, you all of a sudden it just takes over, and you want to win as bad as anybody else, right? It doesn't matter about money. Like you put boys in a best of seven series in jerseys, yep. she's go time. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, and I think my first year of senior A, you guys put us out um, in a best of seven, and I, yeah. I, I was hurt. Um, that was my first time, and the Wolves were on the climb. And then the yep. next two years, I think we played again both years. We played three years in a row, did we not? Yeah. So it's funny. Ever since I've been home, I think Durham and, and Ripley have always been kind of right right there with each other. Either we were both about middle of the pack or we're, both weren't very good, and then we both kind of got all good together. And, um, yeah, just good battles. Like, you guys got oh. – got a good team we got a good team and so what are you doing you're still doing it why why did my research team say it said you're playing post you're on you're playing in 2021 so i've said i would help coach which i did two years ago the same thing and then they're short players all the time you know what it's like in this league and you're showing up on the road so (laughs) they want me to get my five games in just in case you go to a playoff game and there's suspensions or injuries or whatever. And then I can, I can play a game. So I went to coach and they were, didn't have enough guys. So they were a short one guy. So I said, okay, I'll dress. I'll get one of my games in here. I'm just going to kind of pick and choose. And when you're coaching the D and put myself out just a couple of shifts a period, just to say I was there, but I'm trying not to get really involved. Oh, well, Macker, you, you're involved. As soon as you're in that game, I know you're, com- <laughs> I know your competitive spirit. No, 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 no. That's my younger me. This is old me now. <laughs> um, no, it's cool. You're still a part of it because it is fun, man. Like I went and watched the Wolves play 
um, the la- last weekend against Port Elgin. And like, it was fun to see all the guys and it was fun to see everybody in Ripley, like a great community thing, right. To get out and yeah. do that on the weekend. Like what else you doing? Right. And that's just it, like your a, shed. <laughs> <laughs> the rink's two minutes across town. If you're going to go over to a game for me, it's still hard not to, to want to play and want to be around the guys and be part of the team than to just sit up top and watch the game. I would think it'd be even harder. So for if sure. I can still be around and be part of it, I'm happy to do that. That's good. Well, whatever you're playing with your hand down there, stop it. Okay. <laughs> Getting all fidgety with me. Okay. Um, let's see. The other way we know each other is um, during those battles, we somehow we ended up with your goalie Gatlin Burt and uh, I really enjoy his company. I think he's a dandy. Gatlin is one of a kind. I'll tell you that. No, he, uh, he's a really good goalie. Great guy. Uh, just kind of, I guess, ran his course here a little bit. I have no idea really what happened. He was, he was ready for a change maybe and sucks to see him go to Ripley because that's one team you don't want him to go to, but good on him. Good to play against him. And, good luck to him i guess yeah yeah he's a good dude i did some of the two handers i've seen him dish out he's a fun (laughs) goalie to watch right that's just it i don't want to get too close to his crease i think we're friends but you never know i still might eat one i didn't go near his crease when i was playing (laughs) (laughs) um anyways next question then we covered a bit of it but where and what are you doing now uh just back in durham here and i work for a company called ats it's a healthcare delivery so I just drive around, ride in a truck, listen to podcasts like yours and make my deliveries and come home and try had to stay you, in a bit of shape to play some hockey. Had you ever heard of the podcast when I reached out to you? Bet you hadn't. No, I hadn't yet, but now I've listened to a couple. Kansy? <laughs> I, I tried to get through Kansy. I think maybe he was in one that day. He sure was. <laughs> <laughs> what a dandy. Oh, okay. Um, so minor hockey in durham what was that like and uh to the, i guess did you ever go triple a or what's minor hockey in durham like quite nope. the barn there too eh yeah well you know what durham's rink used to be and it still is it's a good rink for around here but going back you know 30 years ago it was probably one of the bigger nicer ones around uh compared to the ones that we played in around here but uh minor hockey in durham was good uh it was just a small town double c hockey but I played with a couple guys, Chad Woolard being one. He was um, drafted to the Sioux in the second round. And Mike Nixon, Jimmy McGilvery, um, guys I played with growing up that all got drafted to the OHL. So to have four guys on in my the same town, age group? Uh, within either you're younger me or my age, yeah. So, Are you guys two age groups together, like concurred in that? Yeah. 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 So we uh, – couple all Ontario finals, one in all Ontario. So hockey was good around here. It was, uh, it was fun. We always had good teams. And like I said, to have that many guys from a town of 2,500 people to even get drafted the OHL, it's uh, pretty amazing, really, actually, if you think about it. It really is. And Durham really is a hockey town, man. Like when, when we would play the Thundercats, man, those fans are, there are some passionate fans in the stands. Yeah, well, it's a it's a big senior town, and it goes way back to, to the 80s. The old Durham Huskies were a huge deal, not only just in Durham, but kind of all around here because they always had really good teams. And uh, then the 72s that turned into the Thundercats came along. And for a while running here, they had uh, two senior teams running out of this little town. And Really? There was well two? Two. The, the 72s and the Thundercats are, were one team in the Huskies. 
I think the Huskies finished about 89. So for whatever that is, I'm not a math guy, whatever, you know, 15, 16 years, there's two senior teams in one town. Wow. Well, you know, I'm not one to really watch much hockey on TV these days, but watching the game live Mm -hmm. in Ripley and like seeing the actual action up close and like when there's actually old boys that are still fighting and it's like, this is entertainment, right? Like it it is, it's it's good entertainment to go watch a senior A game. Anyways, we've been talking about senior A too much. Okay. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever go triple A? No, no. Triple A started uh, in this area kind of right when I was in Bantam. We had a really good Bantam team. That was the year we won the All-Ontario. So we'd already been to the finals a couple of years. So we kind of knew we were going to have a good team. And Triple A to us was all like very new. Didn't, you know, and at the start, all the Triple A around here, I don't think any teams were very good. So I think we made the right decision. That was back when hometown teams were still good. Like now you should see it, man, with my kids age groups, like the kids are leaving at nine years old and like, they're not just traveling a little bit. They're traveling a lot at nine years old. It's the same in Durham here too. Yeah. You get, you know, you get a couple of good teams and, and then, you know, one or two of the better players seem to leave and then it just kind of leaves a big hole in the, yeah. in the town for that age group so yeah if you lose your two best kids in a small town you're pretty well cooked <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um so you ended up playing junior c for the fans there's not there i don't know if you might be the first junior c player on the pod <laughs> no there's been others i'm sure yeah. when they're young right but uh, that's what you did you would have made junior c instead of junior b like i would have right yeah so uh that year I did try for a few junior B teams, but I got cut from every single one of them. And uh, my, both my brothers played junior C with the Barons, the Hanover Barons growing up. So it was always kind of a, a thing to me, like it'd be awesome if you'd be a Hanover Baron. We live in Durham, but we all go to high school in Hanover. So, you know, to go be able to play junior hockey and go to high school in Hanover. and You, you know, guys was, go to school. Sorry. Where did Durham kids go to school in Hanover? Just high school. They do. So when you get to high school, you go to Hanover and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Something every day, yeah. um, I, the only I the only time I really had to go to Hanover there was with the Wolves. There was, I don't know what it's, it was called, I think it was called Danny's. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. I've yeah, heard of that. The team um, on the road trip back from the game, they uh, the whole team stopped. Um, I I was on the bus, so I had to. Um, I, yeah. I didn't even want to be there, but interesting spot. It's funny. I've, I've heard Shelburne somehow when their bus comes to Durham, it swings through Hanover on the way back to Shelburne somehow. So I think it's right throughout the league. You're not the only team that's stopped. Oh, okay. So we're not the only ones. Okay. No. Um, so here's, okay. Here's a question for you then. Okay. We got to get some humor going here. Okay. Cause this came oh. up with, in the Stefan Meyer episode. Um, he asked me what my stripper song would be. What would your stripper song be if you uh, came return, out on stage? Return of the Mac? I have no idea. That would be a good one for <laughs> you. you go. Wow, well, nicely yeah. done. Yeah. You knew That's that. Really you thought, no, you knew that. You thought of that. <laughs> yeah. you didn't, I didn't even have the just, question out yet. I was just hoping you'd ask me Yeah, that you one. had that right at the tip of your tongue. <laughs> Who are you kidding? Okay. So you, you have been to that establishment and you know the place I'm talking of? Yes, I sure do. Yeah. Okay. It's been so a few then, years since I've been. So then, though. did you get drafted to the OHL out of Hanover? Yeah. So, so once again, this is kind of going back to how things used to be, I guess. But uh, from that 
junior C team, once again, we had four guys that got drafted to the OHL from that team. Not Chad many kids Willard. getting drafted out of junior C these days. No, and uh, Chad Woolard, the other guy from Durham, I was telling you, but he went second round to Sault Ste. Marie. Did he um, ever end up playing pro? Yeah, he played a lot in uh, mostly in like the Central and the United League, but uh, big time goal scorer, like even his, his uh, OHL numbers, I think his last year he played in Nolan Sound or St. Mike's combo. He probably had 30 goals anyways like that. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he's married a girl down in uh, Fort Worth in Texas and he stayed down there, but. Hockey players really scatter, eh? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... and you have the same gals when you're in Syracuse, right? Yeah, so she's so she's uh, from Durham. She's a Durham girl. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's how up, you ended up back up there because the all the yeah all the other boys end up meeting gals wherever, and, and then it. they then they got us then they they stay there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, where were we? So yeah, you got drafted, Oshawa. Yes. Uh huh. So I think I saw it. It was a later pick, though, right? Like thirteenth yeah. round. So did you? I was a did you think you were making rounder. her? Uh, nope, not a chance. I uh, so I never played summer hockey or any of that ever growing up either. And that particular year, there was a guy out of uh, Orangeville that started a summer hockey team. It was like prospects camp and stuff. So I went to that, and um, I think there, well, there's six defensemen on our team. I know one of them. I got drafted in like the eighth round to Oshawa and he was a guy that I was like thinking I was as good as or close to or whatever. So kind of in my head the whole time going there, I was like, I just got to try to beat this guy out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I had a good camp and, and kind of locked out, I guess. And you beat him out. And I beat him out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is, it's, it's a competition though. Right. Like, and it's funny. Cause like when I just had tryouts for kids, it's like, the players decide who makes the team. Like when you, they go out there, it's quite obvious pretty quickly who wants it. Right. Yeah. And you know what, once again, it's just so much different back then. Like you didn't have the internet and all these things to be able to Google all these players. So when I went to that camp, I really didn't have a clue who anybody was other than the little stack pack they give you when you got there. And I was like, okay, well this guy played here last year and this guy and recognize, you know, Brian Allen was a name. He was the first rounder, but he had played junior C the year before too. So I was, you know, you're just kind of trying to compare yourself, but quickly, you know, with a half an hour before you go on the ice and then just go out there and play hockey. So you couldn't really psych yourself out of it. Maybe that was maybe a good thing for me. Um, you know what? I just thought I don't really want to skip over junior C because I had watched some junior C games. I think they were in Fergus when I was in high school. And um, if you were playing that at a young age, like say what, 15, there were some 14 year olds play that if they're talented and like there were 20 year olds, 21 year olds that were full grown men. And like, there were some real fights in those leagues, right? Oh yeah. It was uh it was a big boys league for sure. But like I said, I kind of watched my brothers there. And I, so I grew up around watching that, that game probably for seven years before I even got there. And the fights, the line brawls, the fights in the stands, you know, things like that, that used to go on. And then you finally get there and get to play and it kind of helps you grow up really fast. And, you know, I sit there and sit in a dressing room with a bunch of 19, 20, 21 year olds that are going to the bar and you're 16, you got a beer fridge in the room. So you, you know, hockey, hockey, then too, you played either Friday, Saturday or Friday, Sunday afternoon, and you practiced on Saturday. There was no hockey through the week. 
and really? come off the ice Saturday afternoon practice and get into the beers and then go for chicken wings and beers and then play Sunday afternoon. And that's just, that was the normal. And you were one of my mentors in the AHL. You took me for chicken wings and beers. Well, in chop brown ale, <laughs> Bayfield Brewing Company. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, I want, you know what? <clears throat> um, the one, one thing I do remember was the night you, because this is fresh in my brain, right? I'm a fresh rookie. I just oh. get to the AHL. And, yeah. and you invited me for chicken wings and beers. And it was like some of you and the vets. And I like felt like I was part of the team, even though like I didn't really play at all. But like you guys invited me and I felt like I was part of it. And then one of the players, he was like younger than me, but like really good, um, came to the bar and said, hey guys, I got the carbs boiling at home. I'm just picking up the protein. And then he didn't stop for any beers and did like hang out with us. And I was like, wow, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. What was that about? <laughs> and then all those guys were in such good shape and played really good and had really long careers. And, you know, yeah. huh. they probably made a lot more money than me and you did, Wally, but, <laughs> but they might not have, we have fun. Eh? That we do. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, we had fun though, didn't we? They were good sure chicken did. wigs and beers. Yeah, that was just, that was a staple in hockey back then. Yeah, and that's how we grew up, right? Same exactly. in Elmira. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I know. Chicken wings and beers. That's what you'd do mm -hmm. after games, right? You'd go to the Bur local burgers tavern. Burgers and fries for a pregame meal. You know, at 5.30, my dad would barbecue burgers and fries, and then I'd go play a junior C game and thought nothing of it. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it went. <laughs> that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny, though, right? Like, if nobody teaches you, nobody was teaching us, right? <laughs> No, you just you follow the way your dad and your brother ate or whatever, and you just did the same thing. At least that's how I did it, anyways. Don't do it, Colby. Don't follow your dad's <laughs> patterns. <laughs> do what I say, not as I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Okay, sorry. Back to Oshawa. I just wanted to touch base on yeah. Junior C back then as a young buck. I bet you you had to grow up pretty quick to play with them, right? You did, but uh, that helped you get to the OHL, though, right? It sure did. It was, uh, you know, growing up around here, just playing road hockey or if we rented the ice or any sort of hockey, it always seemed like I played with a lot of guys that were a few years older than me. And a lot of those guys were on the Hanover team that I played on. So it was an easy transition as far as, you know, walking into a dressing room, even though these guys were two, three, four years older than me, it, I didn't feel out of place. I was just happy to be there trying to fit in and trying to be one of the boys and and I was really honestly just excited to be there. I was happy to be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then uh, you work your way into the lineup. And then, like, geez, by the third year, you're playing pretty well there. Eh? So when do you get drafted? What year? Uh, in To Dallas? Yeah. Uh, after my last year. So my third year. So my first year in Oshawa, we had a really good team. We won the, the OHL. We lost in the, in the semifinals of the Memorial Cup. And you're just Not, a young punk though, right? I'm just a young guy. You know what, Wally, I got, I dressed for one game at the Memorial Cup. I didn't get a shift. All I did was trip over the boards at the end of one of the periods. That was my, uh, the yeah. only time I touched the ice fell on my face coming over the boards. Like one of my but, AHL games. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw first, it, you were there watching. <laughs> yeah, my first year in, uh, in Oshawa, we played one game in Kitchener in the playoffs. We lost in like the last minute of triple overtime. I didn't get a single shift. I sat there for six periods. And Kitchener is where all my buddies that went to school and we didn't we didn't play there very often because Oshawa was in the East. 
So all my buddies are there watching and I don't even get a single shot for six periods. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I was just happy to be there. I was just happy. Do you know what, though? You know what? I'll, you know what? If you want to get on the pity train, I'll get on the pity train. My uh, One of my first games in the AHL was against the Toronto Marlies. <laughs> uh, with the Syracuse Crunch, guess what? You were on that team. <laughs> yeah. In Toronto and, uh, or in Syracuse? In Toronto. And we oh, go to my. Toronto. And by gosh, there's like 50 people there to watch me play. <laughs> I got two chefs. I got two chefs. One was in the offensive zone. Pretty good one, too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Gary Agnew. Uh, I liked him a lot more than the next guy. Yeah. I like Gary Agnew. I like Gary, too. I got nothing against him. I was fat when I got there. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't all. I, I like that guy. The next guy, though, I, don't know. I was skinny then. I don't know. I was getting fat. Who was the next guy? His assistant that year. The guy that would have been running the D. Oh, what was his name? I can't even think of it right now. Yates. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember his first name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That's probably why I was out of the league after that, too. And I don't remember the D coach's name. That's probably not a good sign when you're a defenseman. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. No, yeah. I, uh, there's a cut, like, couple conversations I just remember, right? Like, like it has nothing to do with how you're playing. You're playing great. And then, you sit out for a while and then he's like, well, you're going down. We might see you again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, you got mm. no nuts, man. Why don't you tell somebody I'm playing good then? Why don't you let yeah. me play? Why don't you, why don't you give me, why don't you, why don't you drop Disney. a nut? Eh? <laughs> what, what anyways? Um, no. that, yeah, that was the coach. Um, yes. yeah. Why? How do we get to Syracuse? Where were we? We were. Uh, you're in Oshawa. I was in Oshawa. Yeah. So I got drafted. Uh, after my last year in Oshawa. So seventh rounder, same thing. I was completely shocked to, to get drafted. I was at a family function. I came home, went to my brother's because we didn't have the internet at my house. I went to my brother's to get on his computer to check the internet, see. Did you have an idea to... there's a chance? Uh, no, I didn't think I was necessarily getting drafted. I knew that but when yeah, you're a hockey guy, you're going to be looking at everybody else that's getting drafted. Yeah, anyways. to see the other guys from our It's team. your age group, too, right? Yes, like, exactly. Or is it, so you're so right into it, is and there I just two read years? it. Pardon me? Is there two years of, like, is it your second year you could have been drafted? My This is after my third year. So that, right. I was 20 years old, so that's why I really wasn't expecting to be to be drafted. So they and could have been drafting kids younger than you. They could have been drafting 18, 19-year-olds, yeah. So what did you do that year? That got me drafted. Yeah, what were you doing? I was, playing, I was playing with this guy Brian Allen, who was about a fourth overall pick to the Islanders, yeah. right? Uh to Vancouver. So oh, he was my okay. D partner for my for my last two years, and we always played against the other teams' top line. And you you're know, a just, shut down guy, though. Fuck, you did it with the Thundercats. <laughs> that's all I ever did. That's I know. I yeah, God, it was annoying. Yeah. yeah, I liked when you're on my team way more. <laughs> yeah so playing with a guy like that you're always on the ice he's gonna make you look better get put in a lot of good situations penalty killing and playing against other teams top line so but it still means dallas believed in you that they're gonna take us take, take a pick on you at that age right yeah so and I, that's gotta you know, make was, you feel pretty good when someone oh, yeah. when they do that right so you sorry so you're in durham and you just get home and you just read it and then all of a sudden I, you're like 
That's my name there, right? That's my name. I read it. And then all my friends were at like Sable Beach and I was trying to get a hold of people. But this is once again, back in the day of no cell phones. And you know, I was just trying to find some friends and somebody to party with. And yeah, like eventually I found them. It just yeah. took a while. It took yeah. a while. Yeah. Not, yeah. not the greatest draft story that you'll, you'll ever hear. That's for sure. I'd like those stories. That's way better. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, okay. So where are we? Um, that, like it, yeah. I, be, I better shout out that I do have a website now, eh? Um, oh, yeah. yeah www.aleshockeytales.com. So check it out, folks. Nice fella made that for me. Any of that merchandise you're wearing on there or no? Uh, not yet. People would have to tip me so I could buy some. I've oh, okay. so far I've had eight tips. Thank you, oh. folks. That was really, really kind to you. Uh, not quite enough for an order of shirts yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> oh dear, this is fun. But uh, no, we're gonna have some big news. I got some big ideas in my brain. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna start getting we're gonna start raising money for charities. It's gonna be big time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Around the hockey world. We're going to bring the folks together. Okay. Next question in Oshawa. I think any, uh, I saw Mark Savard played on your team. He was a pretty crafty fella. Mark Savard is the best player ever played with hands down. He yeah. was, uh, he was, I think maybe the, he might've been the leading scorer in the OHL for three years in a row. Cause I read the one year, I think he broke his ankle or his leg when he was 18, but yeah, he was he was phenomenal. Yeah, and that's, he, yeah. That's the reason we we won the OHL right there. Okay, so he was when you were a young buck there. Then he was he was my first year was his last year. Right. So we we yeah, we had a really good team, but yeah, I mean, he yeah. was top scorer in the league. It was him and Joe Thornton battling it out for for leading scorer. So there, that tells you right there where he's at. Yeah, no, he he was really coming into his own in the NHL until that uh, hit that yeah. gave him, eh? But, uh, yeah. yeah, anyways, so then uh, you sign with Dallas. So, basically, you got to – you get drafted, and then it's basically like you have to sign with them that summer. That's it? Like, draft him, yeah. sign him, um, or else what? Uh, I guess I could have went back to Oshawa as an overager. Okay. That was probably the next option if I didn't sign. But getting drafted as a 20-year-old – um they offered me a contract like right at training camp so basically i guess it, they weren't going to waste a, a pick on a 20 year old if they didn't have any intentions of signing them so it was your the most basic contract you know the, the minimum signing bonus the minimum salary per year basically but it was a three-year contract and i was just happy to be to be saying I was playing pro hockey because it was signed a three-year NHL contract and you yeah. got drafted as a 20 year old. You, yeah. Yeah. Like I was happy. Yeah. You should Real be. <laughs> you <Yeah>. should be. <laughs> yeah. Jeepers. I would have been, I never <laughs> got more than a one-year deal. <laughs> uh, anyways. So um, your first year though, I saw you played. 53 games in the IHL for the Michigan K-Wings. Is that in Kalamazoo? Kalamazoo. Are you? Right, yeah, right by Western Michigan. My I know. Grounds. That's, uh, I, that was one of the best years. It was a lot of fun. Like, that whole team, there was probably, I don't know, eight guys that were 23 and younger. 
So it was just, you know. You guys were running a muck around Kalamazoo. Were you getting into Bronco area? Were you going to the university? Oh, yeah. We were going everywhere. Jeez, we didn't like when the pro guys were around. When the (laughs) K-Wings would show up, we'd be like, get get back to your side of town, fellas. This is our area. It was awesome because playing in Oshawa, you know, you're used to the 11 o'clock curfews. And Oshawa's home games were always Sunday nights. So, you know, Sunday nights would kind of be your your go night. Yeah. But I know what you it's mean. A it's called Sunday the Green night, night Oshawa, yeah. so you never, you never really got to experience that, and then uh, we never talked about that. What was it like living in Oshawa when you're from Durham? I loved it. Just you know, it was something different. Um, obviously, when you first get there, it's a little bit overwhelming, but just changing schools and not knowing anybody. But you know, you spend three years in the town, you you get to know everything, the area, some people, your billets, and. Yeah, it just becomes very comfortable, and yeah, I really enjoyed it there. Okay. Sorry, I got sidetracked. We're in Kalamazoo. <laughs> yeah. Just a quick stop. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Kalamazoo, though, great city, eh? Town. What do you want <laughs> yeah, to call it? It means a lot more to you than it would to me, because you were well, there for No, yeah, you are there. I was there four years, and uh, yeah, no, it was great four years. Met my wife there, uh, but there's a lot to do. And uh, inter- yeah, there's everything you'd need in a little town it's not a big city right it's no, no not not too overwhelming for people from small towns like us right exactly <laughs> but why did you leave there then to play in the u-haul with the fort wayne comets for seven games and playoffs yeah so i got sent down in in march to the united lakes of fort wayne and kalamazoo were affiliated oh okay so it's like me getting sent to the coast from the crunch yeah. I yeah. got you. So I got sent down, played seven games, and then went back to Kalamazoo for the finished year. We didn't make playoffs, so then I went back to Fort Wayne and played their playoffs. I heard Fort Wayne's a good place to play minor pro. It was an awesome town. Their fans were amazing. The barn was packed, and yeah. I mean, mind you, it's playoffs. I can't remember if we lost in the conference finals or got the semi- at semifinals or something, but yeah, it was big uh... crowds. It was a lot of fun research team doesn't have it i think it was about a a round it was less than it was seven games ish i think that i played but they were there they were oh i showed up in like the second round or the end of end of one round i remember playing and then i played a full another round i can't remember how yeah see my research team's not that good (laughs) (laughs) oh geez so then um, Dallas's farm team moves from the K wings in Kalamazoo to the Utah Grizzlies. Yep. Where, what city is in Utah? Salt, Salt Lake city. So, uh, a lot of Salt was... Lake city coming up on the pod lately. Yeah. Do you know who David Amonte is? David Amonte. How about, uh, no. Uh, anyways, just curious. He's the agent in Europe these days. He's the one oh, swinging okay. deals over there for all the, guys about my caliber oh yeah and he had something to do with salt lake or you just he's living there oh okay it's from there yeah. huh yeah i think yeah it's a few pods ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah utah was was an awesome town awesome setup it was uh the rink was built because that's where the olympics were coming so brand new arena so they hadn't came yet no so the my first year there was, I can't remember if it was, say, 2000 or 2001, and the Olympics were 2002. So it was either my second or third year there. 
when the Olympics came, but the rink was built. The, I mean, the city's getting built up. The downtown's getting, they're getting ready for the Olympics. So, and you're living there through all that. Yeah. The route, lots of great restaurants. It was a sneaky town. Like, you know, teams would come in and think it was, uh, you know, you know, Mormon town and it wasn't going to be very much fun. The bars would close at one o'clock. That was the biggest downfall, but at the same time, that means you were just cut home and in bed a little bit earlier instead of staying out till three, you're, you're home by one. So it was kind of maybe sneaky good for us that way, but maybe you played better, eh? Well, maybe (laughs) who knows? Um, but, uh, you did after like your first year there, you said you got sent down, whatever, but then your second year, you really start flourishing. They would say, um, you really, I, I think you probably find your role as like it, I don't know. Hockey was different, right? Coaches coach differently. There wasn't like a, a shutdown pair. There was yeah. like a score with a shutdown guy, right? Like it wasn't like a pair that would go out against the top line. So um, I just, I, I, this is what I, my notes have. Okay. This is what the research yeah. team has. Okay. okay. Um, 15 to 20 points a year and over a hundred PIMS. Three great years. <laughs> <laughs> That's as good as it gets for this guy. Uh, no, but seriously. So like, what's your role there? What you're like, after you're getting sent down your second year, like, what's your role? Like, what do they, so, you got to work your way up or is it's right yeah, away so the that, start of the year? That last year I finished in, uh, in Fort Wayne, the next, uh, summer, the guys are getting phone calls, like teammates of mine from the year before to drive to Salt Lake, find a place to live. And then they're going to fly from Salt Lake to Dallas for, for main camp. And uh, I never got that phone call. So mm-hmm. I showed up to Dallas training camp thinking, I have no idea where I'm going to be. I'm obviously not in their plans to be in Utah. And then just got to camp. And once again, probably going back to like that whole Oshawa mentality of just, I got nothing to lose and just went and just kind of played and didn't read too much into anything, didn't overthink anything. Ended up having a really good camp, played six of the nine exhibition games and uh, was the last defenseman cut. So I found Saturday night, they played, played uh, six of the nine NHL preseason games. Hazy yeah. sunset. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Saturday night after the last game, they sent me and another guy down the last four. You went from the week. U-Haul to almost making it. And uh, I said, well, can I go home first? Cause I have nothing with me. I don't have a car. I don't, all my stuff. And they were just like, Oh, they never told you to go to Utah. I said, no. So that was just kind of when I got to Utah that year it was just the confidence from training camp. And Oh yeah. You were just you kind of showing up just big dick swinging. Eh? <laughs> no, seriously. As the last cut though, like that's what it does to you. You show up yeah. and you just feel different. You feel like a different player. Then if you're one of the first cuts and you're waiting there for the guys that almost made it, it's a horrible feeling. Yeah, exactly. It was, uh, it just, it was great for my confidence and just kind of made me feel like I belonged in that, in that league. Now, you know, the year before I was just hoping to stay there, eventually got sent down to the United league, but. So you know, what changed was, in you from the first year to the second year mentally going into this next camp? I honestly, I have no idea. It was just, do you think it was just, you had seen it for a year. You'd seen pro you'd seen what they can do. Uh, I don't know. I know like you're only at camp for like four days. And then the first, so they used to fly us to Vail, Colorado. So we're in Colorado. You got your, your training camps going on. Shout out and to Kansi. Yeah. Hey, Kansi. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the first exhibition game was in Colorado. And I was playing in the first game. And I was just like, what the hell? I had, you know, so it was just, once again, you didn't have time to really process and think things. It was just like, I'm playing in this game. I played the game. I guess the game obviously went well enough that I got another one and then you get another one. And then you just start thinking, okay, now I, you know, this is fun. I, I feel more confident every game and just, and for me, it was no pressure to, to score goals or get assists every game. If I could go out, basically come out even and no one noticed me on the ice. That was probably a good thing that meant I didn't screw anything up. I was just Jeez. glassing out. And we had it. totally different lives as hockey players. <laughs> yeah, eh? yeah. I felt bad for you guys. I had to go out and score every game. I, I oh, go, God. It I was... can go a whole season out scoring and not really feel that bad other than a little bit embarrassed. But, you know, <laughs> nice to get one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like it was like, especially when I got to Europe, man, like, and then. <laughs> Like you feel the pressure for a while, but then like, then you have a kid and you're still like, just like a hockey player. And you're like, you go yeah. a weekend without scoring. And you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> That's why Europe was no good to me. I had pressure all of a sudden to get points. I didn't even know what points were at that point. Uh, I, I, I'll talk to you about that when we get to Europe. Cause yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I've seen you play. I've played with you. You're a shutdown guy. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know what Vienna's scouting team was telling them, but <laughs> <laughs> their research team ain't the same as mine. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I would have known where to put you when you came over. But anyways, moving on. Um, so Salt Lake City was a great – Salt Lake City was a great city? Was a great – what? Great town. Great town. Put it that way. There you go. Sure. There. All right. So the rink's great, though. So where are you when they win the Olympics? Where are you when, like, they score the big goal and Canada wins it? Are you? you we were be- uh, we were in Grand Rapids. So that oh, year yeah. we had – to play in Salt Lake was awesome. Like, our we flew everywhere. Our closest game was probably Houston or Chicago, which was a couple-hour flight. So it was – we'd fly into – we'd fly into Chicago – we play, you know, Chicago, Milwaukee, Grand Rapids, Chicago again, fly home, fly into Philly, travel around. So, but that year when the Olympics came, we had to be obviously out of the rink for, I can't remember what it was now. It was like three weeks we were on the road. And then we went home for all-star break. And then no all-star break, I think was there. We went home anyways for about a week. And then we had to leave for like another 12 days because the Paralympics came in. So the night so that then came, you would have played a lot of home games. <laughs> yeah, we play a lot of home games early and I guess a few right at the tail end. But uh, the night they won the game, we played in Grand Rapids and we're at the end of this road trip. We're just ready to go home. And uh, instead of playing music for pregame skate, they had the game up on the big screen. So we're all just skate, skating. We're standing. <laughs> people are missing their three on twos because everyone's watching the game. I think we got pumped about nine one or something like that but uh they win the game we're flying home like six o'clock in the morning and in our minds we're thinking we're flying back canada one like it's maybe still going to be a party and it was like a ghost town everybody was gone just gone. like that but, really that's brutal yeah. you missed it all missed it all <sighs> okay well uh you had three great years though so jet what uh what are you doing then pk um but you're putting up 15 to 20 points so you're playing a lot 
Yeah, no, I never, never played power play. If I played power play, that meant the coach was really mad at the guys that played power play. He was really <laughs> trying to send a message and usually it meant it was going to embarrass myself. So I really didn't like that either, but yeah, just five on five PK. Yeah. I'm just kind of lucky. Up, you, had, you had some really good years. So why do you have over a hundred penalty minutes every year? Are you fighting people quite a bit? Cause no, no, no. I would, I would, fight. I know why it's cause you cross check people in the back <laughs> in the middle of nowhere for no yeah. reason when they're just like a guy that sits at the desk all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like, you know, you're like, okay, let's head to Durham, you know? Well, when you're, when you're six foot two or whatever, they say you're six foot three and you're a stay at home D you fight sometimes just, because you feel like you have to, right? But I would well, you would fight, have had. I'd fight like age. five or six times a year, but I wasn't something I wanted to do. I wasn't good at it. But it's not in your personality either. No, I. You know, you do it to because you kind of have to do it if you want to stay in the league. Or had I did it probably twenty or twenty-five times a, a year, it would have made me a hell of a lot better. But I just didn't have that much confidence when I was doing it. So you're just, you know, you're just doing it to survive, basically. Yeah, no, I, I fought when I came to Syracuse. Maybe you don't remember that. I got in a fight that one time just to try and fit in because everybody else was fighting. Was that the game against like Rochester where everybody fought? I think so. Yeah, it was like there was, there was brawls everywhere. And I'm like, well, I, and I hadn't got a shift, right? So then I'm on the bench and then they finally put me out like at the end of the game. And I'm like, well, what, you're going to give me the last minute? I'm like, I want to fight too. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there was a, a bunch of fights that game and not. Is it Chris? Chris Thorburn, is that his name? The long-haired guy? Yeah, he, won, he just won a cup there with St. Louis a few years ago. But whatever, we must have been picking up gloves or something, and he comes over to me and goes, we're going as soon as the puck drops. I'm like, okay. See, that's not good for me to be able to think about the fact that I have to fight now for you got, five, wanna 10 just minutes. Do it. To you want to just everything. do it. You yeah. got to just do it. Yeah. I would rather just fought right then and there. You just got to do it. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't say like okay later on. Once yes. it's once you make up your mind, she's go time. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. I I wouldn't want to think about it either. Um okay. Anything else memorable about Salt Lake you got? Were you guys ever good? No, not really. Like we made the playoffs, but that's about it. Nothing. What's the AHL like back then? Because uh like the veteran rule didn't really come in until I think I was just getting into the league. Right. Yeah. So sorry for burping in the mic folks. <laughs> um, I can't even remember the veteran rule maybe came in. Yeah. About my third or fourth year, but like my first year when I played in Kalamazoo, half the league was affiliated and the other half were just could be whoever they wanted. So, and they just it was like get the best Chicago. team. They could. Yeah. They would basically be full of guys that were, guys that played NHL games, whether they played 20 or they played 400, but then they could come back there and make, make good money. So my first couple of years, even when I got to Utah, this, the league was kind of the same thing. There's always a few teams that were just full of NHL, you know, veteran guys that were. If you, if know, you look back on players. it, it's probably better for the players. And it's probably why more players wanted to stay in North America to play pro because yeah. now Everybody wants to go to Europe because there's not many options in North America. If you're not in the AHL 
and you're the East Coast even hard to stay in nowadays. And then what else is there? Like it's time to go. Like there's not as many jobs, right? Because people aren't, and there's people not paying good money, like there was when there's the AHL and like IHL, right? Oh, exactly. And I, I don't know what they charge to get for a ticket to get in there, but it it's got to be expensive to run a team. Like to, like I said, when we were in Salt Lake City and we're flying everywhere, you're flying, you know whatever 20 plane tickets are 25 plane tickets. You got your trainers and get there and buses and hotels. Like it's, it's hard to, uh, for the, some of those owners maybe to make some money. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. You'd have to have the big dogs paying it, right? You'd have to have the NHL. That's why it works in Salt Lake. It's yeah. Dallas. We figured it out. Just <laughs> did. Boom. <laughs> um, so Basically, uh, those the first three years, did you feel like you were close to a call-up with 15 to 20 points a year and over 100 PIMS? Uh, uh, oh, sorry. No, go. Keep going. I, no, I didn't no, mean I, to keep no, talking. I never really thought of it. Like, you're always hopeful that you're going to, you know, get a chance. But I wasn't one of these guys that were like, you know, this guy's getting called up. Oh, no, why wasn't it me? I was, you know, you're hope, hoping that maybe someday, but realistically when guys are getting called up you know you look at the stat sheet and I maybe had a goal and six assists and the guy that got called up had six goals and 31 assists you yeah know? But, so but the thing is is that sense. that has nothing to do with how what you do that's not what you do no but typically that's those were the guys that were getting called up which was which was fine like good for them I was always happy when you know happy when guys get called up because a lot of those guys were some of my my closest friends on the team but you know that's you, why you're on the pod, right? <laughs> no, seriously, it's because you're a good dude, and because you're one of the guys that like you're not one of those teammates that that were in the AHL that like what it, they were selfish and they wanted to be the one that got called up, and like they they were in it for themselves, right? They were out there, were they not? Oh, for sure. Like, and and you're just a good old Durham boy that <laughs> just wants everybody to succeed. I'm the same way though. Like I, you know, like you want to see good guys do well. And when they're your good buddies, you, you're happy when they get called up. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, um, when I finally do get the call, it's just like, you know, you're Are almost shocked. Are we there? Right. We're there then let's go with it. Here we go. So you played three seasons in Utah. So that means, you had to have signed at least after your three-year contract, you had to have signed an extension after t- that, right? Yeah, so I signed a one-year deal and then another one-year deal. And then it's the second one-year deal. You finally get the call. So where and how does that happen, or is it out of camp? Um, no, it was uh, December. Uh, we practiced. Uh Came back, coach called me in, told me I got called up. It was a whatever Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon. And it's just, you know, you, you, you dream about it. You can't wait that it's going to happen. And then it happens. And it's like, you know, 1230, oh, you get called up and your plane's leaving at four o'clock and they're going, they were going to LA, San Jose, like they're going on a road trip. So it's just like, just a lot going through your head you're kind of overwhelmed you're trying to pack your bags you're excited you're trying to call and let people know and then uh get there practice get on a team flight and we went to la san jose okay so hold on let's talk about it 
Let's dive I'm right a, in here. I, okay. I'm a healthy scratch in LA and San Jose. Shoot. Let's not <laughs> dive into it. Let's skip that. <laughs> yeah, I was fine. I was just happy to be there. I was yeah. collecting the base. So was I. God, you started. No, I'm just happy yeah. you're even talking about it. I played against the Thundercats versus Wolves. That's cool, man. Yeah. Um, so you got so you get called up and you get healthied. Yeah. So they were going out on the West Coast trip, so they wanted seven defensemen, which but like um, what's they, it like? Like when you first show up and like you like you've been in the I guess you like you've already been to training camps, you've already been around the team for years, right? Yeah, we skipped the first training camp and all that, eh? We should have talked about that. Yeah. So then could have buttered it up a bit. It's uh honestly it I it was great. I found those guys were the NHL guys were amazing. Like right from right from my first training camp on, like um Dallas does a really good job. You go to your first any training camp they had there, like I said, they you go to Vail, they put an NHL guy, an American League guy, and a junior guy in the in like a condo. And now those are your roommates. So that's like cool. My first, my that's first really guy, cool. Mike Keene, who I don't you know if you know who he is, but I do, yeah. Yeah. So Mike Keener, he was still in the AHL when I was, when I was having yeah, my little yeah, cup of coffee, yeah. he was with Manitoba and he played for, uh, what was it? Was it Montreal? Did he not? Oh, win Montreal. The cup? He won a cup in Montreal, won a cup in Colorado, Dallas. He was, he was awesome. So yeah, right from day one, you're, you know, you wake up in the morning to have your, your coffee or your cereal or whatever. And you're just sitting at a table across from Mike Keen, like it's nothing. You know, and so they kind of did a really good job of making you feel comfortable with different Is this people. your first time going there? Very first training camp. So then, like, another year I had Sergey Zuboff. One year I had Grant Marshall. Um, and Billy really? Garrett. Yeah, so, like, so you kind of get to know these guys a little bit better because – Well, yeah, because the, then when you pass each other at the arena, it's not like – yeah, I guess it's kind of like having a reading buddy at the Ripley school here. Like when you see the grade six kid, right? Like my kid's like, hey, I know you, right? Yeah. And it's like when I show up and I'm like, hey, Mac, I know you, <laughs> Yeah. right? Yeah. And you're like, hey, Zubov, I know you, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it, it would be, it would make you feel more comfortable though. It, it, definitely, it definitely does. When so I go then... to Columbus I and I see like Anson Carter, I see Jason Chimera, I see like all Rodoslav Klesla and all these guys. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, Oh my God. And they yeah. have no clue who I am. If one of them would have said hi to me, I would have been like, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then once again, by the time I'd been there, I'd, I'd been in the organization for five years. So there was a few guys like Marty Turco. I'd played with a full year in Kalamazoo and John Sim. And I'm trying to like, different guys that are up and down all the time so when you get there you already kind of have a small group of guys that you you know that were on three-year entry level deals around the same time and you're you're part of the same organization yeah yeah some of them are i've made it and signed longer tickets and that are there but you know uh, i still remember going for dinner the very first night there's another guy got called up with me and we're sitting at a restaurant and like the guys just pay our bill you know, just small things like that, but like you didn't pay for anything. They were just, they just treated you so good, you know? Yeah. Great no, guys. that's cool that you uh, got to, that they did it that way. I wonder if they still do. That'd be interesting to hear. I've never know, heard of anything I, like that. But even when I went to Columbus's training camp, same thing. It was in Columbus. 
so the veteran guys all are at their houses. The rookies and American League guys and new guys are at the hotel. But when Dallas does and they send you to Vail, everybody's together. Together. So same thing. Like even after practice, you're going to a restaurant to go for dinner. They're all there. You know, as they would do back then, like on the Sunday, it was you went to this one sports bar and they're all in there crushing beers, eating chicken wings. So you just to feel, you know, you're going having a couple beers and just to be around the guys. Like it was yeah. honestly, it made you feel so much more comfortable. And actually, like that would really bring not just a team, but like an organization together is like when you when you get away, like with all three levels of players, right? Yeah. Jeez. They better not all start listening to this podcast. They might start <laughs> taking ideas from Mac and I, eh? <laughs> Maybe we'll be running a team. There we go. Jeez, yeah, here we go. Next <laughs> thing you know, they're going to be like, geez, what a great idea in the shed. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's, you know, you're right, though. Like when teams come together and then like you get called up, you get sent down. At least you know a guy, right? Yeah. 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 Like I showed up in Syracuse. I didn't know a guy. Didn't know a guy, not till Kansas. He was like, hey, do you want to go to Qdoba? You know, and then I was like, okay, at least I know a <laughs> there guy. There we go. Yeah. Um, okay, so you when do you play the an actual game? So you, you healthy scratch two games. Yeah, uh, so Saturday night, San Jose, we bus to Anaheim and then go down for like pregame meal. And they told me that Sunday morning, the game was like a four o'clock game. So I found it about 10 o'clock in the morning. I was playing that night. And once again, it was like, good. You almost didn't, there was no pregame skate to embarrass yourself and have nerves and whack pucks all off the boards and make them think, Oh God, what are we doing with this kid here? Wait until warm up to do that. No, I'm just Aww. kidding. But Navigating yeah, Lieutenant. It was, it was a great first game we lost, but. I think I played like I, 12 minutes or something like that. And it was just whatever dream come true. Right. And you said it was against Anaheim against Anaheim. Yeah. Um, I just, I couldn't imagine. I, I never did it. I couldn't imagine getting to do it. That's pretty cool, man. Um, so yeah, like that's what year I research team doesn't have 2003, that. I think. 2002 so anything like memorable part of that game where you're like i'm in the nhl uh honestly no like did they make you do the rookie lap by yourself like was that a thing they didn't do any of those things back then it was uh now it's also like everybody knows what's gonna happen eh? it's like oh look at that oh it was uh just play the game and hope that you didn't end up on sports center doing something embarrassing the next morning or something like that, getting walked. So first game went good. Nothing, you know, like I said earlier, if, if I go through a game and I'm not noticed, it's probably the best thing for me. So <laughs> got through the game. What a way to play. Four or five, nothing. I wasn't on for any goals against. I was happy. It was, you know, you I did, did it. I you did it. The game. That was dream come true. And, yeah. What a way to play the game though, not get noticed. God damn it. If I play a game without getting noticed, it's like, what's your problem? Like, what what are you doing? Like should have been a stay-at-home B wallet. God, I wish I could. I just I didn't have the body type for that either. <laughs> didn't have the body type for any of it, man. Definitely not a stay-at-home D though. Well, kinda, I guess, if I would have really 
no. Anyways, where are we? Okay. You're still doing it though. So never heard of, um, <clears throat> so you play 12 minutes, it goes all right. Do you get to play the next three games straight? Yeah. Play four so games. Every, every game just kind of goes down. I play like 10 minutes, eight minutes, four minutes. And the last game I, uh, got noticed. <laughs> so uh, I, in your four minutes. Well, that's, that was my last shift. So Steve Sullivan ruined my NHL career. No, I'm just kidding. I, uh, play was going up the ice. I just remember like thinking, okay, I'm going to try to control the gap and the puck got turned over. They passed it to Steve Sullivan and he was beside me for a second and then gone, went in, scored in a breakaway. I just watched the rest of the game and that was the end of it. But, um, but the like the other games, like everything was going fine. You're just doing your thing, and yeah, just yeah, just playing. And you know, looking back, I wish I would have tried to get noticed. You know, you hear guys that, especially back in the day, it was like go to camp, fight the biggest guy. You got to get noticed to stay there. And it was just part of my mentality was like, you know, don't don't get noticed. You know, don't go and fight the biggest guy. Cause I'm just going to get beat up and knocked out or, you know what I mean? It was, uh, I just played very, just do your thing. Passive. You know, looking back, I wish I would have just went there and tried to play more aggressive or tried to rush. Yeah, but, what, I, I like, but like that, that's, not, game, that's but... not what you do like that. I tried to do that when I went to the HL and they're like, you're on the fourth line and with Scroy. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to run around and try and hit guys. And I'm like, well, these guys are three times the size of me. It's not going well. Yeah. right like you got to play like yourself like and that's you're a shutdown guy that shuts down the other team's top players i i've been they there. always say do it do what got you there and what got yeah. me there couldn't keep me there and that at the end of the day i, I was i'm fortunate to even be able to say i got four games so oh, i'm happy cool, man. Say yeah. i got one game you know it's really cool man i, I overachieved as far as I'm concerned. So well, I think it's really cool and it couldn't yeah. happen to a better dude. I'm only <laughs> going to say that on a podcast. Never say that to you in person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll say that to you on zoom, yeah. even though you're a dickhead on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So then you played mate basically the rest of that year in salt Lake again. Yeah. And um, so what I've ne- everybody talks on these podcasts, okay, about getting sent, getting called up stories. What's yeah. the getting sent down story? How do you um, find out? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just curious. Uh, I don't remember. I got exactly. mine about getting sent down from the AHL to the coast. I remember. So um, I don't know if it was this particular day or I think it was, but anyways, it was like December twentieth, something like that. We have practice. We go into this room where all your clothes and stuff are and in front of everybody's stall. There's a care package from the NHLPA. There's like jackets and hats and shirts and a gift card to like a thousand dollars to Best Buy, you know, all these things. But my stall didn't have one and another guy's stall didn't have one. That was the day we got sent down. I remember more about that thinking, I know you're going to send me down, but at least send me home with this care package. Like I'd love, I'd love a thousand dollar gift certificate to Best Buy and a NHLPA hat and all this stuff that these other guys probably just throw away. That didn't yeah. But yeah. That's, that's kind of what I remember about being sent down. Once again, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked to be sent down. 
Okay. Well, no, I just curious. I, I remember like when I would get sent down, you know, it was the same as getting called up. You just remember those moments, right? Like there's a lot of days in hockey where it's just a practice and you don't remember, but the calls up call downs or signing a contract or agreeing on the deal. That's the shit you remember. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So then what else do I got here? Um, Pretty cool though. A guy from Durham made it to uh, the NHL in Dallas. How many guys from Durham have made it? Anybody else? Uh, two. So there's a, another guy, Dean Hopkins played uh, with LA, um, Quebec, maybe a few other, I, I can't remember what, what years or whatever, but like he probably played well over a hundred, maybe a couple hundred games. And how long ago was that? Like in the seventies, eighties. Okay. Yeah. No, I well, like still, man, like, Oh, two people yeah. ever, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, there's more to come. Well, hopefully, I mean, at least hopefully. out of this area, right? There's a lot of yeah. great people around here. I, yeah. you know, there's a what, lot of good hockey players around this area. It's uh, and good people for... too, right? Like, and that's like us. Like, you until you get noticed, you got to get seen by somebody, right? And somebody, we're yeah. in the B and C areas, it's hard to get seen, right? Um, but after that year, you finally get four games. And I guess, like you're saying, I guess Steve Sullivan ruined it because after that <laughs> year, they didn't even ask you back or what? Like, yeah. So at the end of that year, uh, I was going to be an unrestricted free agent. So it's just the way that your the contract stuff works. So I kind of knew that. So unless you were going to sign a one-way contract, which they would never obviously were going to do anything silly like that i knew you're kind of going to be an unrestricted yeah you're gonna be open yeah and uh i signed with the rangers that summer and that was the year of the lockout so never actually went to new york's training camp because there wasn't one went right to hartford but you signed the deal before the lockout started yeah so uh that summer, everyone was still signing the, the regular deals in case they were going to have a season. And then training camp was supposed to start September 15th. Well, it obviously didn't. There was a lockout. And then anybody that was kind of assigned for the AHL already went to the AHL. And I guess there'd be a few guys that were kind of borderline just played AHL. Like the AHL that year was really good. Oh, yeah. Best I, hockey I ever played. Yeah? Sure. Oh, yeah. Not even close, yeah. Yeah, I remember when, like, Spezzo and everybody were down there, right? Yeah, like, I bet you every every AHL team had three or four guys that, had there been an NHL season, probably played the majority of the games, games up, if not all of them, and then another, you know, six guys that go up and down. Where there was no up and down, it was just straight up, that was your team. Like from our team in Hartford, I think the next year there's probably six guys, I would think, or if not more, that were full-time NHLers. See, this is where my brain is really confused right now because when I, what I was going to say was when you're in the AHL, it's very obvious which players are like on the cusp, which players are about ready to make it. I remember playing against uh, the Albany River Rats and playing my buddy Pat Dwyer. And he was all over the ice. He was one of the best players on the ice. I'm like, this guy is right there. And he's one of my buddies. I'm like, that's cool to see. 
but then it's like, oh, like I've played against guys like overseas or whatever. And it's like, how'd you play in the NHL? Like, you know, and it's like, it's so different, right? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird. All about what, what the team has at that point, like what they need, like they need. It's like a guy trying to make crack the Maple Leafs lineup as an up and coming prospect for the next couple of years. Like, good luck, right? <laughs> if you're a top six forward, where are you going to fit? <laughs> yeah. And that was, you know, one of the things in the AHL was like, if you, if you read too much into it, I can't believe this guy got called up from this team. And to there. So and so is playing the NHL. And you're like, how is that guy playing? I, I can't believe it. Well, it's irrelevant to, to you because that's not your team. There's no way you can go to that team. Yeah, so what is, yeah. you just worry about what you can control. And, you know, I'm sure when I went up and people were like, how in the hell is that guy playing? And I'm sure there's people around that play against me. Now. I'm like, how did that guy ever play? But I did. And no one can take it away from me anyway. So <laughs> no, I, yeah, exactly. And like you, you, you're great at what you do, man. And like, when I got to the HL, you were one of the guys that was like, these guys are established like pro hockey is your seventh year pro. And I'm see, like, I see you guys that are much bigger, much stronger than me. And I'm like, I don't compete with these guys. Right. Like, and I've never been around it. And it's, yeah. it's all a lot of it's mental, right? Like, yeah, you can, you can talk yourself out of having, you know, a good, yeah. good chance at playing games or doing whatever, just the same way you can talk yourself into, into going to a place and be like i'm ready I'm, i feel like i'm belong here but and that's at any level it doesn't matter you know you'd be going to a bantam tryout you know Same yeah thing. no it, exactly and it's all about way where you mentally put yourself right yeah um okay so sorry sidetracked again hartford and new york rangers um when is that around when you become a vet uh, so I was a vet in Utah for at least one year. Okay. Do you get to use remember. your own sticks then? Is do you get or do you have to use the CCM Reebok? Because do you remember when I got to Syracuse, there were certain guys that could use their own sticks. There's uh, like five of them. The rest of them couldn't. Yeah. So when my first few years, you could use whatever the hell you wanted. I think it was when I went to Hartford that CCM had bought into the American league. So you had to wear CCM, everything, use their sticks. And then the next year in Syracuse, I guess you could have five guys that could use wherever they wanted. I obviously was never one of those five guys. I was, you know, can my stick go off the glass and get it out? Okay. I can use whatever the hell. So you don't need, when you're playing hockey, you're, you're not that bothered by your stick. eh? I, I am like, I like a curve. I, st- you know, you still like to look down and see the pockets at the same. But like, you know, line. like you, you have your stick and this is what you want to use. Right. Yeah. And I, like, I couldn't stick. play with something else. I got to Syracuse and they just gave me, Jesus, I might've been using your stick and aren't you yeah. a lefty? <laughs> yeah. My sticks curve like, like uh, eight iron. So as long as I got like an eight iron curve, I can use whatever. I don't care who makes it as long as it's, got the right heel curve on it you know right yeah no i had no i had no sticks so i show up with my own sticks from college and they're like well go grab a stick and i'm like well 
I look at these right-handed sticks and they're just outrageous, like these <laughs> European curves. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? I was the worst hockey player I was ever was in Syracuse. You know, that shit going on. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, a guy that's uh, that people of the pod would know um, that may not know you. Uh, Lane Ulmer, you played with him in Hartford. Yes. He, he played in Cardiff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ulmer is awesome. He was a really good player. Yeah. 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 He, he lost uh, a long time in the UK and Italy, I guess. I ran into Alms when I was over and I can't remember where I was playing. If I was in Austria or England, but he was playing somewhere else at that point. He wasn't playing in Cardiff. Cause I, I ran I was into at the him. end of his gig. Yeah. Like I met him like in London or something on one of the breaks to go out for a couple of nights. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you guys were buddies. Yeah. Like, I mean, not like not the best buddies by any means, but we no, but you got, you know him but, from Hartford. So he would have yeah. been a young punk and you would have been an old vet. Yeah. So Alms had already been there a couple of years and it's once again, it's just kind of new. You come into a team I don't know any of these guys from years past and guys have played together for two or three years together already have a pretty tight bond. Right. So you're, well, there's trying to fit in. Well, and there's that. And it's like the AHL there's guys coming and going. Nobody's even that good. Not that year. Not that year. Oh, right. So everyone was kind of there. And Oh, so you guys were on that team together in the lockout there. Yeah. Yeah. We had, uh, we had a really good team and we ended up losing in the playoffs to Lowell. Who had Cam Ward, um, Mike Commodore, Stahl, Chuck Kobasu, and then the next year Carolina wins the Stanley Cup, and those guys are all. That's what I mean. The American League that year was just nuts. It was good, real yeah. good. Yeah, I I remember that. So then the next year, then we're getting close to meeting each other here. Back. This is where we this is where we hook up with the Wally show. Yeah, here we go. Um, so then after that one year deal with New York, then and the lockout ends, I guess. Uh you sign with Syracuse Columbus. Columbus, yeah. So what do you another sign? one year deal? One year deal. Columbus. So what do you get in AHL, NHL? AHL, NHL, go to training camp, play a couple exhibition games in Columbus again, and then get sent down to Syracuse and just there for the year and just being a veteran role model to young guys like you, Wally. Exactly. And you were though, <laughs> like I, I, I wanted to learn from the guy, but that's the thing when you talk around hockey and you see the guys that were the veterans on those teams, most of them were like the good dudes, right? Like I had Darcy on the podcast. I'm yeah. you on the podcast. And like, you were two of the best guys on the team because you were the ones that, invite invite i come from college and some guys you know they look at my 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 physique and my good looks and they're they're threatened but (laughs) you guys were like why don't you come for hot dogs and beers right (laughs) see and that's probably why we were still in the american league and the guys that figured it out got the hell out of it (laughs) so maybe we weren't the best thing for us that's why you're the veterans (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) No, but like seriously, I really appreciated it because like it's a weird time in people's lives, right? Like I, I had always been part of a team. I was like yourself from Durham, Ontario, where you're like you're always part of a team. And I go through Western Michigan, and like 
everybody on the team is like my brother and like we all love each other and then i get to pro and it's like a whole different thing like i'd show up to practice and there's just a guy's equipment is gone and i'm like what happened there and they're like oh he's in columbus now i'm like really he's like in the nhl now i was just practicing with him yesterday (laughs) and like i'm like that's that's really weird right yeah the whole thing is like and And then you're not like a team no, because people are going up, down, everywhere, and yeah, it's it's definitely a different different world that way. But once you're kind of there for a little bit, you just it it's just like everyday thing. Like you come to practice one day, and it's like, oh, so and so got called up. Like, well, that's good. Like, hopefully we don't see him again. But who knows? Some days guys will be called up for a day and be back the next day. And be like, well, that was a quick. You know, they just call you up for a game, but it just becomes part of it, right? You just don't know when it's out of your control. You just show up and do your job and yeah. be a teammate, right? Exactly. Well, yeah, you're just a nice guy. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Why'd you cross-check me then if you're such a nice guy and you're so nice <laughs> to everybody? Oh, it's because I was on the other team. Yeah, and the you other got jersey. That, that hooking penalty where you held my stick, see? No, no, no. You still took me down. I fell down there. I think I cut into you and I was like, grabbed your stick and I like fell and I was like, Jesus, he almost killed me. You were trying out for the Canadian Olympic diving team that night, I think. No, no. Well, it looked legit, but I think we, (laughs) I think we won the next two playoff series. So who knows? Right. Yeah. I think at one point I had ripped a guy's helmet off and like kicked across the ice. And I was like, what am I doing? Like this is where this is for free. (laughs) (laughs) who are volunteering (laughs) but no like those thundercats your coach your first coach when i got there quite the cat he was wasn't he he was screaming at me on the ice i didn't even know who he was i'm trying trying to to think who was that here you've had that many coaches and seniors you kind of come through oh johnny and office johnny that's who it was i know that name because i literally like nobody knew who i was right i show up i'm playing for ripley and we play you guys and then I, I don't know what happened, but then all of a sudden your, your coach is like yelling at me, like yelling at me in the middle of the game. Do you sidetrack, but do you remember the game where he got kicked out after the first period and I pulled my groin, so I wasn't really playing. And then I coached the second and third period behind the bench with all my gear on. Yeah. And I had to wear my helmet because I was actually called a player. <laughs> and he- I stood behind the bench with all my gear on, and the only time I go is if we had the penalty kill. Well, that guy, I didn't know who he was, and I just show up and I'm like, "Yeah, let's play some games for the Wolves." And uh, all of a sudden, the coach on the other team is screaming at me in the middle of the game, like screaming at me, and I'm like, "Do I don't I don't even know you?" <laughs> so Johnny A used to coach in uh, Elmira, so that's probably how he knew you even from before. Yeah. Really good, really good coach. Like great hockey mind. Like well, really thinks outside the box, and he was like he was it. ahead of his his time around here for the way he thought the game. That's for sure. Okay. Well, didn't yeah. like how he yelled at me during the games, and I'm <laughs> on the other team. Thought that was a bit weird. Woolen chop, brown ale. <laughs> um, but hey, you want to yell at the other team's players? You give her big guy. Um, okay. Um. We're in Syracuse, so 
that year, okay, the team was really, really good. Like, like I get out of college after boozing for a couple weeks when I get eliminated, and then they're like, hey, come to the AHL. I'm like, sure. And I show up, and this team's got Mark Hardigan, Andy Delmore, Jeff Platt, Joe Motsko, Peter Sarno, Kansi, Mark Mathot, Joachim Lindstrom, and Ben Simon. That's just a few of them, right? Yeah. We were we were a good team. Really good team. Yeah. Should have did more in the playoffs. But. Well, that's because you sent me back to college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just we kidding. had a... Just kidding. I had too many hot dogs at the Syracuse. Uh, <laughs> oh, see? So now you're blaming base. me. No, I'm not blaming <laughs> you. I was thankful for the invite. It's my fault. It's my uh, fault. I'm not blaming anybody else. No, they didn't. No, I, my body type screamed. I love talk hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, you guys were a great team. Like, you really were. When I showed up there and, like, I saw what you guys had, I was like, yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, and then everybody's got sent down from Columbus, right? Like, yep. the end of the season, I thought, like, I was kind of in the mix. I'm like, maybe I'll stay for playoffs. And then Columbus was done and don't make the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, whew. They all come down, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, that was the year we – so we played Manitoba in the, in the first round, and we were up, I think, two games to none, and then ended up losing in seven games, I think, but – they had like Bieksa and uh, Burroughs. And once again, it's, if you think back at things like you look at a playoff series and then the next year you look at some of these guys and you're like, you know, they're legit NHLers. They're just not up and downers or borderline. Were they the best players in that series? Uh, I remember Bieksa. Mm. He was good. Like I, I remember Bieksa from college yeah. too. He didn't, um, he didn't just make it out of chance. No. Yeah. That guy abused There's some me. guys you remember being, like, I remember Zach Parise when he was down that year locker. Like, I remember looking at this guy and thinking, holy shit, this guy is something else. But lots of times it's just the guys that you fill you a role, right? And then, and then once they get and, their foot in the door. Yeah. And they just, once they get there and they have some good games, they gain more confidence and the better they get, you know? Yeah, they do get better playing with each other, though. Like, when, like the thing is, is like when you see a guy, like I don't know, in the summer, right? You get you, you get the guy that comes out and is an NHL equipment, and they just they just skate around a little bit. They got a little bit more pop in their step, they right? Love. And like the guy that's in the coast is kind of like skating around, like <sighs> training camp coming up, <laughs> and the guy in the NHL is like, "Geez, can't wait for the." Uh, like the checks to start rolling in come September, right? Oh. And uh, everybody just skates around a little bit differently in the summer, don't they? They sure do. We always skated like up and on sound. And uh, like, so we had Chris Neal around here. So Neeler is my age, grew up with him. Our parents are played hockey and baseball. I've known Neeler since we were kids. So there was like me and him and Chad Woolard and the Menard brothers and Silverthorne and Brad Tyler. There was a great group of guys just in this area back then that we could all have summer skates with. And then you sprinkle in a couple of kids that were playing junior B or, uh, you know, 
the odd junior C kid, but it was, we had some good skates and it was, it was fun. Neeler, yeah. Neeler used to run them basically. That's he actually, controlled the pace. He, you know, you know, when you say control the pace, like I know exactly what you mean. The people that decide what kind of skate you're having and like the yeah. real leaders, right? Yeah, you get Menard on one team and Neeler on a different team and Woolard on a team and Aaron Downey on a different team. And some nights there, there are some great games. Curtis Sanford playing that. Like we had some great skates. And then the next week, if a couple of guys weren't there, it was just like, this, this isn't the same. <laughs> no, I totally understand. Yeah. Um, okay. Where are we now? Yeah. So then you guys, uh, lose i get sent back to college and uh you know what that season ends and you're uh a veteran so at what point in the summer and how does it happen that you get to vienna um the vienna capitals so basically i mean towards the end you can kind of see what's going on like i'm not well, well, you see all the other draft picks coming, right? Every year there's younger guys coming. Like, I know it was a different game. Like, when I got to – not to cut you off here, but, like, when I got to Syracuse and I got there, there were, like – there had to have been eight veterans and, like, only five could play. You guys, you must have been getting healthy too, right? Like, there, there were so many veterans, and it was, like – yeah. I don't know. It was a weird time. I never, I never got healthy scratched after my first year. Jeez. I always, I always played, but you can just kind of tell towards the end, like, you know, there you, like you said, you got five or six veterans and then there's two or three guys that aren't veterans at the start of the, that year, but the next year are going to be. So as an NHL team, unless you're like an old guy that, really is bring something you got to bring something. something or even still a guy that you consider that you think can play in the NHL if you're in a pinch. And lots of times those are guys like Jamie pusher who has already played, you know, 400 games and is down there that vet, the veteran role, you're just, you're kind of getting weeded out. And, that's, and that was that's our captain Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. Push. Yeah. He was a good dude. eh? He was awesome. He was a really good guy. But yeah, those are the types of guys that are now your kind of veterans. And then you hope that, you know, while teams are going to sign their other ones to be guys that they think can still play. And I couldn't. So. Oh, stop it. <laughs> You're still playing in 2021. Yeah. Hey, what do you mean? You can't in play. The senior circuit. You're a point, point of game player, big guy. First time I can ever say that in my life. Oh, man. No, but like, uh, no, like I never even got as close as you, right? Like I never got established in the AHL. Like you were established, you were a player. And like when teams are taking you as a veteran back then, like it, it, I think it shows a lot about you as a teammate and like what you were doing for me when I show up out of college and the same with Darcy and the other veterans they had on that team. Like even Mark Hardigan, like he took myself and my sister out for a night, like, and, he, there was no reason for him to do that. Hardy probably saw a lot of like you and him. And, and that's just it. Like your opportunity in Syracuse, they didn't give you the proper opportunity. Didn't, they didn't really the give her a go. <laughs> yeah. You got to play in the fourth line with the, the destroyer. 
and we mucked her up yeah so and that's but i think it was my body type they didn't like it you go to a different team you never know what where your opportunity leads you and it's it's all a it's quite the journey isn't it how it all goes like and it's it's about whether or not the team buys india the coach buys india if you get along with the guys (laughs) like yeah uh, yeah there's the story about bieksa and then the the guy beat up right out yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, and he was on our team right better fetter off right he was on our yeah. team in syracuse yeah. right yeah so he should have just took him out, out on the street at the bar and love if, so if i if i would have taken him outside <laughs> and beat fedor fedorov up i maybe could have made the nhl <laughs> <laughs> but i think he could have kicked the uh, shit out of me so that would have been he, tough he was a big boy he was yeah. He looked just like Sergey, which was yeah. kind of weird, but like bigger and skated like him, which was weird. Just couldn't put her together. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so now we're in Vienna. Yes. Okay. How'd that happen though? Who got you to Vienna? Um a guy I played with in, in Utah was already over there and it was August and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. Like Europe game, I never thought was meant for me because, well, I'm not, you know, because it's I'm not, not a point guy. Because it's because, because, well, they, there are teams over there though that have small ice, right? Like they're, there are some teams that have smaller ice, but I guess yeah. then there's teams in those leagues that have the big ice too, right? And it's like, so yeah, I got a phone call, or it was this guy had told me. I guess a defenseman had got hurt at camp, so they were looking for a guy, and they basically just hockey DB DB me, and probably saw four NHL games, and we're like, okay, four NHL games, but also. 15 to 20 points a year in the AHL. That's a lot, man. For D-men? Yeah. So Sorry for burping the mic. Oh, boy. I got, I, uh, I got engaged on a Friday and flew out on a Monday. Went to Vienna. And awesome town, but, like, just just a different And this world. is right after we played together. So you guys yes. just got engaged right after that, right after yeah. our chicken wings and beers. Yeah, there you go. So it was like August and I was late August and I got there and it was, it was good. Like it was fun. I just, I don't know. I just wasn't ready for what Austria was, I guess. I don't even know how to explain it, but you get there and had you known all summer long, then you maybe prepare for it better. I don't know. And then I got there and it was like, I started now all of a sudden the first time in my life I have pressure. I'm like, I need to get points and try to score. And I was on the second power play unit, just like things that I wasn't, wasn't used to. And right. at the end of it, I can't remember what I ended up with. Like say, I think I was close to a point every third game or something like that, which in my eyes was pretty I'm good. used to a point every six games or something like that, like, or 10 games. I don't know. So I was thinking you're just doing your thing. Yeah. And the points yeah. come if they come. Yeah. But when you're in Austria and you're getting paid to be an offensive guy and it just, 
So the guy that I went over with that got me there, he got fired and sent home in like November. <laughs> I got fired and sent home in December, or January or something like that. So did you get paid for the year? Uh, not all of it, but most of it. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so then you do end up. Oh, okay. Actually, you know what? We can't skip over Vienna. What do you think? What What was the food like? I didn't mind the food. Like Vienna like, is something. You weren't tourist- there that long, right? I was there, yeah, like four months. But Vienna was such a touristy town. Like you could go to a, a movie theater that just played English movies. So you could kind of get by. The, the best story I have for, for Austria, I'm, I get move into this apartment. So I'm living downtown when I first get there because the guy that was the defenseman I took his spot wanted a downtown apartment. So it was huge flat downtown, but I'm way away from all the guys, but it was fun. I could just grab a coffee, sit downtown, people watch, didn't mind it. End up at this new apartment complex and it's all the Austrian guys that are there. So we have like a team function or something. I can't remember. And I decided I'll go to the store, grab some beers and invite the guys back to my apartment after I have a few beers. So they come back we're sitting around a couple beers and the guys are laughing at me and I'm like, what is going on? Eventually they told me I bought non-alcoholic beer. Cause I had no clue. Cause I couldn't read any of the names. I was just like, yep, that looks good. looks like a light beer. That was my embarrassing moment to us here. So you invite all the boys back and then buy the. <laughs> yeah. So they're thinking maybe that, holy shit, this guy is like real serious about his diet. He won't even drink alcoholic beer, but little at all. <laughs> Three months earlier, I mean, oh, that's just the good old boy. Beers with you yeah. at the Syracuse. Sky that's Chief just the good old boy from Durham trying to bring the team together, and yeah, that's why exactly. you were a veteran in the AHL, big guy. Just so you know, no, yeah. seriously though, like it's the good guys. Like you don't have dickheads as the veterans in the AHL, and like I had a few of my buddies that became those guys, and it's because they're really good guys, and they should be teaching the young bucks how to be and i'm thankful that you were there when i got to syracuse because i remember you inviting me to like be with the team and like be part of it and i was like that is so nice that like now i don't feel like the little snotty nosed college kid that's not part of this right but did you pass it on later on down the road i think i tried See, and that's it all. <laughs> Someone did it to me, and you just pass it along, right? Right, and I think that's I'm still trying. I think I, I think I'm still trying to like, just you know what? <laughs> I hated hockey for like five years when I got home. Like even when I was playing for the Wolves, like I didn't really like it. I didn't really like what we were doing. I didn't like what we were the whole thing. And I was like, I'm you know, and it's like. I didn't love hockey, but like when I get on this and I start talking to you and I start talking to everybody I've met and everything we've done, like I love everything about it. I love everything it's done for me. And I think that shows in my daughter wanting to play hockey now. Right. And like, she's like, well, look at him. Like, look how much he loves it. Like now she's out there and she's giving her and like, I've never asked her once to do it. She, it's up to her, right? And it's yeah. just, it, it brings you a lot of shit, this game, doesn't it? 
It sure does. And well, look at it. They brought us right here, sitting right now, having beers over Zoom. Right. And how would we have known each other? Sure, wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So you left the Vienna Capitals. You got gassed. You got fired. Fired. Smell you later. European food life sucks, anyways. <laughs> Moving on to the Phoenix Roadrunners. How was that? It was awesome. I, uh, I, I knew a bunch of guys. I didn't write them down, but I knew a bunch of guys. Oh, on yeah. The team. Yeah. I, uh, so that year I got fired from Vienna. I, I stayed over there for a couple of weeks because it's uh, European Asia. I have no idea where I even found them or whatever, but it was like, well, maybe you'll end up in Germany or all these different leagues. So stay tight. And then I was getting emails or whatever to the Phoenix guy wanted me to come there. I was like, yeah, I remember getting one from that Quebec senior hockey league and they wanted me to go there. And I was like, I am not going to the Quebec senior hockey league. The guy's like, you won't have to fight. I said, I'm six foot three, a stayed home defenseman. You don't even have to fight. Not a you chance are- on there. You are going to have to fight. Navigating <laughs> yes. Lieutenant. So I, uh, I went to Phoenix and it was awesome. Like I never played anywhere. That's the only place I ever played where, you know, you come into the rink and your shorts and your flip flops and you sit at the pool all afternoon. And it was, it was just completely different. And I actually enjoyed it again because uh, it made hockey fun again. It did. Cause I found Vienna I was starting to get stressed and the pressure and, you thought about getting fired and guys are coming and going and it was, you know, and you're at that age where it starts to kind of matter, right? To weigh on you a little bit. Yep. Right. right? Like there's an age where like, you're like 22, 23 and you're just kind of living. And then there's an age where you're like, where am I going? What am I doing? And like, then when that, yeah, that would have been right around that age. eh? Yeah, so I really enjoyed my time in Phoenix. It was fun. And then uh, the next year, actually, they wanted me to come back and be an assistant coach. And I just, I wasn't ready to be uh, an assistant coach. Like You wanted to play 13 years for the Thundercats. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't have it in me to. To think about starting to coach, I thought to start, no, I know, the, I know. start at the bottom and try to get all the way back to the top again. It's like, you know, had you played, you know, a hundred games or you had a big you know, money in the bank where you could just go live for a little bit and like, okay, I'm going to give this a, a try and hopefully just kind of break even for a year. But I was like, I can't afford to, to start down here and, claw and hope that you can get to the next level and always be worried about you know well especially can i, can I make yeah. five thousand dollars more next year or six you know it's it's a tough <sighs> way to go through life it really is and like once you have a job and like you get paid every and you do your job and you get paid and like that there was so much stress on us man like so much stress when it comes to the next year and like what you're doing now. And like, then there's so much you can't control. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And like getting older. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. So then after uh, Phoenix and so you start loving the game again a bit. You start liking it. Fun there. And uh, 
And the gal from Durham, she's coming along for the ride through all this. The one that yeah, had chicken she, wings and beers with me back yeah, in Syracuse. She's with me. We actually get married that summer. And oh, then dear. the next year, I sign in England, go to Manchester. Same thing. It was a, another guy there that I played with in Vienna who I knew from the year before. So that kind of made it a little bit easier. But um, go there, actually knew somebody. Who's that? Uh, Scott Fankhauser was his name. He was our goalie. Okay. And then... Uh, Sorry, we have some big Manchester fans oh. of the pod, um, but they're Storm fans. And I asked them today, like, what the, the Phoenix were. And they said that during the... Do you want to hear the history? Yeah. So during the, uh, um, the Super League era... The so this Manche- is before the Phoenix. Yes, the Manchester yep. Storm yeah. went bankrupt, and the Phoenix came out of the ashes, right? That's why they're the Phoenix. That's uh, like they're the plane that came out of the ashes from coming bankrupt, and now I believe that plane sunk, and now we're back to the storm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so there you go. So learn that. I, uh, I signed in Manchester. I get there, I get to play for the great Tony Hand. I don't know if, is he the coach? He is the coach, but he's also our first line right winger. What a phenomenal hockey player, person. He was, it was awesome. I saw the stats that year and I wrote him down. Hold on, let me see here. Manchester Phoenix, not Storm, UK experience. Okay, and then I got Tony Hand and Joe Talari. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Talari's, I can't remember what, he probably had close to 50 goals or something. I can't remember, but uh, Tony Hand played on his line. He was our coach. He was the coach, Um, too. He was the coach, too. So that was kind of part of it. Like, I got over there, and I went there thinking, oh, maybe this is going to be fun. Uh, You know, they drink beer over here, and I'm going to like it, and I'm going to want to play for another you know, five years. And, and then I got there and just, I got hurt early and then just, you know, when you kind of just kind of know you're done, I, I would just, I knew that year. I was like, this isn't, I'm done. I, you, you didn't have it. You didn't have it. Didn't have it. I, I, at the end of every game, they had the man of the match and somebody went a case of beer and sit in the room and drink it. And I was like, or we'd sit in the room drink, which was awesome. But I was like, I can go back home and play in the senior league where we sit in the room and drink beer and just so I was kind of already thinking as I was there, I was I was ready to, to go home and try to find a job and move on with life. And because once again, like we just talked about, it, it's like the pressure and and playing, and then how much money am I gonna make next year? Can I get a job? And just always worrying, worrying, worrying. So I wish I would have went there a bit earlier and had a bit better attitude the whole time I was there. Not and say I had a bad attitude and wasn't trying, but just I just kind of knew you were early in that year that I think this is it for me. I'm ready to just kind of pack it in. So really, eh? Yeah. Um yeah, it's weird. Like I yeah, because I know how competitive you are. I can't see you like going out like that. Yeah, and it wasn't like I didn't try. It was just, I just kind of knew that 
that year that yeah the drive wasn't, like i wasn't thing. thinking to myself oh my god this is the best ever i can't i want to come back here next year i want to sign here for three more years it was just it was just another year where what arena in manchester did you play out is it a know. big one not a huge one no i, can, I can't like, remember what it was like called. was it like maybe not- a couple thousand people I don't know. I'm just trying no. to think. I'm just trying to think if I've sat in a bathroom naked in the <laughs> the away locker room. Um, <laughs> and dressed as like covered in dirt. I'm just. I don't know if it's the same arena. Yeah, because the rest of the arenas there were all pretty big. I think like Sheffield and Nottingham and yeah, and now Cardiff <laughs> has one. Yeah, you're and playing with that thing again. Put it away. Put your fingers away. Back off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, but uh, what else do we got here? Let's see here. Well, now we got to get into it. This this is getting serious now. We're past yeah. the NHL. We're past Vienna. We're past Manchester. Now you move home and you start working, and you're like, I'm a I'm a Thundercat. Yes, and so, it was. You were playing for a different team, though, when the Thundercats would get put out, the real McCoys. Yeah, so... You're double-dipping? Buddy, buddy I played with in uh, Kalamazoo and in Utah early in my career. Uh, Ryan Christie's his name. Played for the Platers. He lives down in that area, so he had contacted me about coming down there because they were going to play for the Allen Cup, but the rules in our league were if you play one game in that league, you can't come back to our league. So I was like, I'm not going to play with you guys until we're done. Cause I'm not driving two hours every night. When I could play my weekend to go play when I can drive two minutes. And I, I was having fun. you like my friends and yeah. you know, my family and it's whatever's well, it perfect. I enjoy the bus rides and I enjoy everything about playing here. It's awesome. And then when we were done, it was just nice to have somewhere else to go and great hockey. again. now your background, you know, the majority of the guys in those teams have played pro some level. So the game's just a, a little bit smoother, not quite as, you know, run and gun where it's like junior C guys, nothing like, which are good, but it's not like just dumping in and go run and try to hit. They're trying to make some more plays and just some more skill. And it was, it was a lot of fun. I saw when you first went back, you were like a, you had to have been first line power play. You were like, you're like a point and a half a game in senior. Oh, yeah. So you must've been running a muck back there right out of pro. eh? The senior league back when I first came home was nothing like what it is now. There'd be oh, a couple of guys you'd, you'd hope on your team that even played OHL. Most guys were junior B, junior C. So it was just a lot. It was bigger. It was a, You could fight three times in a game. I heard about some of the boys that would fight three times a game. I'm yeah, like, why so would was, you do that? Completely different, right? Like it was – and then the league has just continued to get better and better and better and it's – shows great things for our area around here. Like there's a lot of good hockey players. Like every team now has, I don't know, 
probably five, six guys that have played really good hockey and the really good teams maybe have like seven or eight, you know? Oh, that, that series we went through between Ripley and Clinton, like that Clinton team. Yeah. Like they, that team was like playing a pro team. Like I remember trying to skate through their neutral zone and I was like, geez, this doesn't seem like senior A. <laughs> yeah. So this, this league has got closer to comparing themselves with that, with the Dundas league, with the senior triple A league, you know, you could put, you know, our finals say uh, when we played Clinton or when you guys played Clinton, it would be similar to a team. When they're, yeah. Like I, I really don't think they're far off. Like I, I, yeah. Anyways. Um, so you won it the whole thing though. That would have been fun, eh? With yeah. uh, the Dundas. So that's not with did you ever win it with Durham? No, no, lost in the ne- final. Oh yeah, you never so won we- the whole thing, eh? No. That was my no. whole thing when I moved here. I was like, all I want to do is like win this thing so I could take the trophy to the Ripley school. That's all <laughs> I wanted to do. No, well, go back and play again this year, Wally. No, I got cut. <laughs> where i don't see it no last year there, before <laughs> covid i got cut <laughs> we'll come to durham we'll sign you no um but actually you know what's funny is when i'm on the ice uh, as like a dad with my kids and i got this podcast with in my shed with all my buddies and like i'm literally i would say mentally like i am about as happy as i i've been generally give or take and when i get on the ice i feel like i have more energy and i'm like if i played hockey when i got this podcast and i got my kids and everybody's happy i'm like i bet you i could play hockey really good when i'm happy you know yeah puts you in a happy spot yeah good play good right exactly and i feel good right now like i i dance you look good i feel good Looks slimmer to me. Dude, from when you played me and you were cross-checking me in the back, <laughs> dropped at least 20 drink of beers in my shed. <laughs> Seriously, I've dropped 20 just being happier, like during yeah. the day, just having more energy and being like, you know what? I get to pod with Mac tonight. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Because then it's like, what's that? You trying to upset me today? Nope. Pod with back tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. But, uh, special moments winning the championship and senior when you're an old buck and like you go through pro and like the AHL, the East coast to me, you can come close to winning it. It's all fun, whatever, but like winning in Europe is more of a team, but sorry for burping the mic again. Um, but like winning it in senior, when everybody's doing it voluntarily, nobody's making money. In those leagues, maybe sometimes they're making like the odd cash, whatever, but they're there because they want to be there. They don't have to be there. And when you win something like that, when it's just a bunch of guys that just want to be there, it's different, right? It's a little bit different. It was, it was, uh, so I'd been there a few years and we'd lost, like we'd win the league and then we'd lose. So we always just have to play Kenora and to get out of Ontario to go to the actual tournament. And we lost to Kenora a couple times. And then 
Dundas was hosting this particular year, so they knew they were going to be in it. And uh, we actually lost to Brantford in the league final. So there was us, Brantford, and Kenora were all at, in, at this week-long tournament. But it was hard. Like, I remember we played Monday against, uh, I think, a team from, like, Saskatchewan or something. Tuesday against Alberta and I was driving home my wife was with me and I was like I am so sore right now my shoulders were sore my leg like you're just the physicality of it again and it was like big boys and once again it was basically everyone that had played professional hockey at some level it was all back and, there and everyone's it's for keeps now like it's it's a week-long battle and then uh we played Kenora in the semis won a really close game and then won in overtime against uh, a team from out East. And then the party was on and it was awesome. Oh, it was so when, isn't it like, honestly, I've won a few things in my life, but like when it comes to like the world series being on, I have a hard time having enough time to watch it. Um, but like, and it comes to all the other sports and whatever, but like when it comes down to like there's about to be a team that's going to win something, yeah, I want to watch it because I've done it, I've seen it, and the just watching people win shit is, is awesome. yeah, oh. and that's the cool thing. Like you know, back then, and I'm sure they still do, but TSN always showed the final game, so. You know, your friends and family can watch. I had a bunch of friends and, and family that came down to the game and watched it. And a few of my buddies come out in the ice with us after. And, and it, this is the Allen Cup, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You won so the whole I, thing. We, you win the whole thing. And it's it was it was really good. It was a blast. And then went down a couple of years after. But, um, you know, a guy from our team, you know, Kyler Nixon's been going down. Derek He's a Mathis, good player. Yeah. Yes. But. I've been saying like I go down there and I still talk to the to the GM. He's like, "Is there anybody up in that league?" I'm like, "Yes, there's all kind of, like years from your team. Like, there's guys that if they know that, that this opportunity is there, they should be hooking on with a team down there. If you know, if you they got the time, if they can take a weekend off and go try and yeah. win something, right? Yeah, like it's fun to go try and win something. How many times in your life?" Do you get to go get together with a hockey team and see who can win something, right? Exactly. And I've been trying to set up minor hockey games and it's a (laughs) goddamn nightmare. And like, we're talking about trying to win championships and all you gotta do is show up. Right. Uh, It's uh, no, it was, it was awesome. It was such a blast. Yeah. It's always when you win, it's fun, right? Winning's fun. Winning's way better than losing. It's like, opposite <laughs> <laughs> right exactly yeah when you won that first year god damn i was bad <laughs> you got us back though yeah you're right yeah yeah but you're still playing <laughs> no coaching coaching sure you are yeah 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 sure you are <laughs> yeah I, uh, no, I'll be there to watch though. Like I actually really enjoyed watching the Wolves play the Thunder or not the Thundercats, the Port Elgin team. I really enjoyed it. Like watching my boys, like Mirzi is a great player, man. That guy can play. 
He, he can play anywhere. So Him and uh, well, Cody Britton. There, there's a couple of guys in Clinton who are obviously really good, but I would put Kyler Nixon and Mears like they're probably the two best players in the league or quite quite close. Like it's crazy how those two guys can just take over a game. It's uh, no, you're right. And that that's the reason why Kyler both Nixon teams can really so move as a D man. I'm surprised yeah. he didn't do more, but you know he, uh, he he really could. I think I remember when he left, he went and tried it for an East Coast team and I can't remember if he made it. I think he did, but he got a job where he could come work back at Hydro and he made that decision early. I'm just going to go work Hydro. Oh, really? Good for him. Like, I mean, it's. Yeah, you got to make those decisions. Yeah. But uh, definitely a guy that could be playing higher level. Well, there was a couple games like where you'd like, you show up to play a game in senior, right? Like for me, I didn't know anything about it, right? I'm from Elmira. I don't know anything about senior A. And I show yeah. up and I'm like, well, there ain't going to be much around here. <laughs> and There's... then that, that Nixon, when I'm watching him play, like, oh, I always enjoyed watching him run a power play, watching him yeah. skate up the ice. Uh, Mirzy, what he does. But then there was that kid in Clinton, number 23. My God, oh, Sansa. yeah, that kid, like whatever that guy isn't, why he isn't playing pro, especially in the way hockey is now. Yeah, that guy three years ago should have been playing for the Maple Leafs. By the way, Woolen Chop Brown Elk, it's almost okay. over. Don't worry, folks. I got to make the notes for after, you know. Oh. Like when we hang up, I gotta like think, you know, creative brain. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> no, but seriously, like uh, there are some guys in that senior A league where you see a play, you're like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we all ended up in the same league for a reason, but <laughs> that's what they used to say about the EIHL in the UK, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. were you? Did you play against Menard when he was here? No, well, in 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 senior, yeah, yeah, he was in Saugeen, yeah, but yeah, no, he didn't remember me. Wasn't good enough. I was rolling around too much. <laughs> he maybe took that night off. He wasn't there. Who knows? I think he scored. Oh, that's okay. It's fine. I think we won though. But anyways, no, it was fun, man. It was fun battling against you. It was fun seeing you again, and like. This is what's so fun about this podcast is like all the good dudes that were like good to me in my life that like, you know, you just, you remember the guys that like, like when you get to the AHL and, and you were like, Hey, we got free tickets to this game. And like, you make me feel like part of the team. And I'm like, I'll never forget that. And uh, then we play each other in Durham and I'm like, this guy's such an asshole, <laughs> but then he's a great guy at the beer gardens after. <laughs> uh, have fun on the ice, and then no, no uh, complaints off the ice, right, Wally? I agree. Like it's, yeah. we were playing, we were giving her. Yeah. I, I got yeah. no. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Two to one, Wally. And this has been another episode of Two Rails and Hockey Tales with Macker and Wally.
Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive me. I'm like Scott, I'm a girl. I'm always speaking my mind.